And it happens every Wednesday. We've got Mind Matters today. With me is international psychologist Dr. Anjula Bass. Good morning. Morning, Chef. Good morning. Taking a look at this latest uh, Guardian um, lifestyle article, Andrew Berry, who's an employer program manager at Time to Change. It's a campaign that helps with mental health at the workplace. He says that nine in 10 people who experience mental health problems report facing stigma and discrimination. He also added that 95% of employees would prefer to call in sick with a made-up reason rather than reveal the truth about their poor mental health. I guess, uh, why is this? I mean, there are more mental health um, uh, programs, you know, um, available at the workplace, but the uptake is not on the rise. Why is that? We still don't understand how to have a conversation or narrative about mental health, full stop. And I don't think... uh, It's misplaced when people feel reluctance um, or ambivalence in describing mental health because it is stigmatized still. And and the thing is, you know, um, if you break a leg, that's, I mean, mental health, physical health, there's a legal obligation to treat both the same. But if you break a leg, you can see that is easily, you know, diagnosable. And then it usually sort of heals in the same way for everyone. Mental health is so different. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantee that the mind won't so to speak, break again. And so people are still awkward or uncomfortable. And the worst thing is when they don't know what to say, they say nothing at all, which makes it worse. So these are some of the reasons. Right. So the attitude, of of course, of your bosses can also take a toll on your mental health. How can you train yourself to separate, you know, professional feelings and personal feelings at the workplace? Oh, yes. A (laughs) workplace culture and a boss, everything, uh, the, the toxicity can build up. A lot of times we tend to personalize these things and think it's a remark on our worth and our capability. Uh, sometimes it's very healthy to assume that your boss is as uh, stressed, if not more so than mm-hmm. yourself. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it is a way to reframe it. Um, that they're under a lot of pressure. It's nothing personal. It's just a bottom line. So that can help mitigate. But overall, there needs to be a cultural change. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look at how um, perseverance and endurance is a powerful tool in your career and how we can motivate ourselves to stick to our objectives. That's coming up after O-Town On Light. Online Matters with me is Dr. Angela Bass. And uh, perseverance and endurance is a powerful tool in your career. But how can we motivate ourselves to stick to our objectives, especially when we're trying to safeguard our mental health at work? Well, starting with self-care and self-love, that might sound a bit radical or new age. But I'll say that, you know, one of the greatest reasons if you distill why people, for example, need to speak to a mental health professional or come to therapy is an inability to love themselves, which often manifests or looks looks like, you know, in the creation and enforcement of boundaries, a lot of employees don't think that they can say no. And then it sort of gets bigger and bigger in their mind. If I say no, I'll get fired. But that's quite a stretch. Mm -hmm. If everybody banded together and said, no, this is too much, then the boss, for example, would have no choice but to listen. So just like you'll take your car for a checkup every three months, oil check, brake check, check in with yourself. Where are you? Do you need a break? It's okay. All right. When we come back, British TV presenter Fern Cotton reveals that she hasn't driven on a motorway in two years after a terrifying panic attack. We'll be looking at panic attacks and how we can train ourselves to get over past traumas next on Light. 
It's a Wednesday, Mind Matters, and uh, with me, international psychologist Dr. Angela Bass. After years of being shrouded in stigma, mental health is becoming increasingly talked about, and uh, broadcaster Fern Cotton um, has revealed that for the past two years, she has been struggling with anxiety and panic attacks and has even stopped driving because she had a, a panic attack on the motorway. I guess, you know, panic attacks are something we need to understand. How do we train ourselves to get over past traumas? First, you want to understand what the symptomology is of, you know, what you're experiencing. A mm-hmm. lot of people have no idea what's happening. I mean, you can't, so to speak, put a label on it. That makes people paradoxically panic even more. But you know, when you face something, Shaz, you actually take the charge out of it as opposed to trying to suppress it, not talk about it. Everything's fine. And it just gathers force. So we know in psychology, what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. So there's many ways you can tackle past trauma. You can speak to a therapist. You can analyze the source. You can, you know, sort of bring it up to the surface for it to breathe and not fester and heal. You can reframe. You can challenge what's the evidence for it now for one to panic or feel traumatized. Exposure therapy, which means incremental steps. Let's say somebody has a phobia of snakes. You can start with holding a a stuffed toy that's a snake and then slowly work yourself up to the real thing, whether it's driving or so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Like I said, EMDR is wonderful. I have uh, worked with a lot of clients in eye movement desensitization reprocessing where they, like the the British host, couldn't drive in the car. There were panic attacks. And after we did that, which is a series of of eye-hand movements by a trained therapist, no more panic attacks. Wonderful. Okay, so what are some signs of a panic attack? Uh, Well, you know, obviously it differs for each person, but I mean, generally, sometimes it's feeling faint, it's feeling dizzy, increased heartbeat, tightness of chest, shortness of breath. Sometimes people describe it as feeling like I'm going to die, Mm -hmm. uh, having a heart attack, clenched knuckles, racing heart. Well, coming up, if someone with you is having a panic attack, how can you help them? We'll find out with Dr. Angela next here on Light. We're talking about panic attacks this Wednesday morning with Dr. Angela Bass. Uh, how do you help someone who is in the throes of a panic attack? First of all, don't panic with them. <laughs> okay. You know, must remain calm because they will take a cue from your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of ways, panic, anxiety can be contagious. So obviously, remaining calm and then help them with grounding techniques. For example, if you happen to be at home or in a cafeteria, get a slice of lemon. And that taste, absolutely, it diverts the mind. You're like, okay, you know, it Mm. is sort of a bit of a a tart shock to the system. So, you know, that's an example. Have a playlist ready. You know, music is very effective in terms of helping change your mood. So maybe not something that gets you pumped. I would imagine Mm -hmm. during a panic attack, you're pumped enough. But something that's very soothing. Another thing you can do is, you know, five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things that you can touch, two things that you can smell, one thing that you can taste. And when you have to literally focus on seeing those things and tasting, touching, mm-hmm. smelling, you've grounded yourself. Right. And, it and this is you helping someone else. But what you if can you, do that yourself yeah. as well. If you're having a panic attack. Yes. Yes. You? And then there's also there's this beautiful thing. And I encourage everyone to look it up. Uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique. And it's basically just tapping on neurological various points on your body that sends a neurological charge that disrupts the panic. Mm. Very simple. You're right. just, just tapping at certain right. points and then it's like, okay. Uh, we would love to see that on video. I yeah, think that actually. <laughs> you can demonstrate Maybe. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts on panic attack this morning, uh, Dr. Angela. My pleasure.